separate share on that. Separate share on that, yeah. Good morning. Bokotov, today's daf is daf Kuf Yud in Ksubis, as we learned for Fushlim for Lozer Ben Ruma. We're at the second Mishnah on daf Kuf Yud which is the last halacha of Admo. Remember, we said that, uh, Allah, uh, uh, that Hanan had two halachas and we paskin like both of them. Then we said that there are seven halachas that Admon said, but Ramalia only paskins like the first three, not like the last four. This is the last of the four, meaning the last of all seven, that the halacha is uh, that, that Admon that Admon said, but we don't paskin like him. Here you don't find the last four that we saw, two of them yesterday, or how many did we see yesterday? We had one. Uh, two, yeah, two yesterday on yesterday's daf. We had two on the previous day's daf uh, that um, where Ramuliel said that was number two and number three uh, that the Allah is like. Ramuliel said, I, I agree with him. And then uh, and then actually we had three on yesterday's daf. The third of Admon's that we went like Admon is the top of Kuftes. And then we had two more, uh, which is number four, number five. And then it's number six and number seven on this daf. We saw number six at the top of this page. And these last four do not, the halach is not like Abba. So here is the second Mishnah on Kofi Yavanaf, where we're starting today. Shnaim Shotzi Yushtachov Zeh Al Zeh. Ruvain says to Shimon, you owe me $100. Here's an IOU. Shimon says to Ruvain, you owe me $100. Here's an IOU. So what do you do in a case like that? So in America, you'd say, contra, right? IOU and you owe me, forget about it. So Admon says, wait a minute, wait a minute. The second guy, Shimon, Ruvain's got a thing, IOU, Shimon, Shimon owes me $100. Shimon says, I have a later document which says, you owe me $100, and I can't owe you $100, because if I owe you $100, why would you, uh, why would you borrow from me $100, right? If I owed it to you, you would just take back what I owe you. If I owe you, if your first document is correct, Shimon says to Ruben, if I, if I really owed you the $100, why did you borrow $100 from me? You should have just demanded that that's your money back. And that's what Adam says, how did you borrow from me? That's Admon's argument. And, and he's, Adman says basically that Shimon could say, I don't owe you anything. I must have uh, paid you back because why would you have borrowed money from me? Each one collects his own. There's the, they're both valid. Now, <laughs> what's going on? We don't pass him like Adman, so we go like the Chachanan. Now, let's understand. Itmar says the Gemara. We haven't really understand the Mishnah yet. Each one, Reuben and Shimon each say, here's an IOU, you owe me money. Rav Nachman number Zegova, Zegova. Rav goes seemingly like the rabbis, like the Chum and the Mishnah. <coughs> Each one collects his own. What do they have to exchange? It's like exchanging bags or exchanging uh, uh, <coughs> like leather cover, covers, uh, you know, like a, a, a big march of like a mat, a big mat or a big, a, big, a big bag, a big leather bag. What's the point? In other words, if, if a guy's holding two big bags or an animal's holding it, if I'm holding two big bags, what's the point of exchanging from one from one arm to the other, they both weigh the exact same thing. What's the point of exchanging over here? Each guy keeps his own, and that's it. You'd say, if I owe you 100, you owe me 100. Each guy keeps his own. That's what Shesha says. Now, <clears throat> that doesn't seem to be what the Mishnah said. The Mishnah said each guy collects, right, according to the Chacham. We're going to deal with Chacham. So let's understand. The Kulyam, everybody agrees. When it comes to a creditor and a debtor, Remember, if I damage you, I have to pay meitav sadeh or meitav karma yishalem, says the Pasik, Michael and Mishpatim, right? But when it comes to a creditor and a debtor, a creditor can only collect, he can't collect the best of the guy's land. He can only collect less than the best. So let's say they each have the same kind of land. If each one has the same kind of land, each one has good land, each one has middle land, each one has bad land, 
What's the point? Everybody agrees. It's definitely, if here, now he, you see in this machlokas here between Rav Nachman and Sheshis, we're talking about a regular case. You, I owe you, you owe me, right? When we're, you know, if, if we each owe each other the same amount and the kind of land that we can collect from each other is the same, there's no point, right? Just contra it and then each guy stands on his own ground and nobody pays anybody. Let's say one guy has better land. He has average land. Let's call that bananas. And one guy's got worse kind of land. But Nachman says, when you collect, right? He says, Nachman says, Nachman says, no, each guy collects, seemingly like the Mishnah, like the Chachamim, each guy collects cover. When you figure out that you can't collect the guy's best, you collect less than the best, Best what? Is that a uh, a general statement about the, the best land? It's it's a um, it, it's you know everybody all land is is estimated. There's good land. Pardon? Grade A. Grade A. Grade A. Let's say grade A, B, and C. Right. So you talking about in general, or you talking about this guy's land? In other words, my best land may be your worst land. Right. So Rav Nachman says, no, each guy, you have to go by his own estimate. In other words, by you measure the grade A, grade B is his is individualized. It's personal to this guy. It's not a general thing. It's not objective. It's subjective. Look, look at it that way. It's subjective according to this person. So Nachman says, look at it this way. Shaman is and Shaman. So Asibal is the guy who has bad land. Let's call it Ziburus. Let's call it C, right? A, B, and C. So one guy has B land, one guy has C land. The guy who has the sea land will come, the governor of so let's say he collects first from the other guy who's Bainanus, right? The best land. Now, now, now this guy, the we'll call him number one. Number one collected Bainanus, right? Because the other guy, that's all he had is Bainanus. The other guy has B land. This guy only has sea land. So the guy with sea land collects the B land, the Gavile Bainanus, the Havigavaitis. Now, the guy who collected it, like number one, who had Ziburus, he had, he, I'm sorry, he's, what did I say? He said, the one guy had B land, one guy had C land. The guy who had C land, the worst kind, come and collected the bainerness, right, from the other guy, B land. Now, to him, but to him, that's the best land now. This guy now, who had the worst of C, he collected B, but it's really like A land because you were measuring it according to him subjectively, not according to objective means. Now, who now the other guy who had originally the B land, he, what is he going to collect? He's going to collect from the first guy, who, the first guy who collected. But what he's going to collect, he can only get the sea land. Why? Because when a uh, when you collect from a uh, uh, from a debtor, when a creditor something, if he has two different kinds of land, you have to collect the worst one. So now the guy who the guy who had the worst land got the better land originally. He had sea land. He got B land. Right. He got B land. Now, when the the guy who had B land collects, he can only collect the C land because he's collecting the worst land. The value, is the value of the land. Right, right. The value of land could be the could be the same, but still, you want the best land. You still you want the best land. Right, you're right. You know, it's probably less. It's a less square feet land, but that's that's how it works. So call. So if the C guy goes first. Oh, 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 good, 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 good. Very good. The guy really made us. Like Mark's going to ask that. Good, good, good. You're getting it right, right. So we go there. So now, so Now the the second guy who's collecting is going to get the worst line because he started with Bainanis and now he's going to wind up with Ziburus. So there it makes a difference. If they both have the same kind of land, you're right. Then just you know contra it, and there's no point in collecting at all. But maybe this will make a difference. If one guy had Bainanis, one guy had Ziburus, and the guy who Ziburus collected first, he takes Bainanis, and now he has Bainanis and Ziburus. And when the other guy collects from him, he's only going to get Ziburus. 
Right? Why? Because you collect based not on an objective way of Bainanus and Ziburis, you collect it with this guy has. Now this guy, the first guy who collected has Ziburis and Bainanus, so the Bainanus is his best land, and the other guy can only get Ziburis. So the guy who had started with Bainanus winds up with Ziburis. There's no point changing in exchanging. Why? Because no, you don't look at it that way. Look at it, Bainanus is Bainanus objectively, and Ziburis is Ziburis objectively. So therefore, when the second guy is going to come back and collect, he's not going to collect the Ziburis, which is the worst land. He's going to collect Bainanus, which is objectively Bainanus. He's going to get his own land back, so there's no point in doing it. The guy from Ziburis is going to collect the Bainanus, and the guy from Bainanus is going to collect his Bainanus back. So self self kiyasu hahu bainanis now shekashok is going to come back and take his own best because he doesn't have to take when we say you collect bainanis you can't take the best not it's not uh, uh, subjectively it's subjectively this is the same bainanis that's how that's how shekashos will, will learn so of Nachman so Michael's question of Nachman Michael is to us he balsiburis bracha that only works part of Nachman oh that's why you have to make a collection right you each have to collect because they're going to wind up with different amounts with different land. Why do you say the Balzaburus collects first, right? Let the Balbanonists come and collect first Ziburus, right? From the bad guy, the guy who had the worst land. And then when the Ziburus guy comes to collect back, he'll still get his Ziburus back. It'll still be the same thing. He'll, he'll, the Bainanus guy will collect Ziburus because that's all the other guy has. And when the Ziburus guy who started with Ziburus collects, he can only take Ziburus back. So why not the same thing? Well, it's working. It's speaking about a case where the guy with Ziburis uh, collected first. So, 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 when they come to collect, they're collecting, they, be, they each have IOUs on the other guy, right? So, when they come to collect, they come to collect together. So, why does this guy go first? Here's what happened. This will only work out in the following case. One guy has Edis and Bainus. One guy has Edis and Bainus. And as he has the best, right, A and B. The Islay Lachazas, the other guy has Ziburis. Marsavar, okay. Again, Rav Nachman says what? That you do you do collect from another Bishalohin Shaman. Again, you judge based on his own subjectively, right? So one guy had Edis and Bainus, the other guy has Ziburis, right? And therefore, when the Ziburis guy collects, he's going to collect the Bainanus. But when the Edis guy, the guy who has Edis and Bainus collect back, he's only going to get Ziburis. So the guy who started with Edis and Bainus is going to wind up with some Ziburis. And the guy who started with Ziburis is going to wind up with Bainanus. So there, there is a difference. No, it doesn't make any difference. Because since we look at it objectively, Edis, Bainanus, and Ziburis is not my best or my worst or my middle. It's objective. So if the Ziburis guy collects first and he's going to take the Bainanus, the guy who had started with Edis Menace is also going to collect his Bainanus back. It's going to wind up the same thing. And therefore, so that's how you could say the Machlokas is between Rav Nachman and Rav Sheshis in this case. Okay. What about our Mishnah? We said we don't go like Admon and our Mishnah, right? Rav Lezer doesn't pass, uh, Rav Mulio doesn't pass like uh, Admon over here. Our Mishnah says, Tanan, the Chomomim, Zegova, Zegova, they each collect. Well, that, that's what Rav Nachman says, right? Zegova, Zegova. I have an IOU, you have an IOU, we each collect. Right. And Admon had said, well, the second guy, the guy who had the later document could say, why should I pay you? Obviously, I must have paid you already, because if I owed you the money, why would you come and borrow from me? If I lent you $100, right? And, and now, why would I borrow $100 from you? If you give me $100, I would just take that back as my loan. So therefore, the, guy, the second guy, the guy I wrote to, can easily have that. That's what Admon says. The Chums say, no, each guy collects. Let's, uh, let's understand what's the case. The Chums says, I go, I go, well, what does Rav Sheshish do with that? Rav Sheshish just said, but if you know Nachman Rav Sheshish said, in a case like this, where each guy pulls out an IOU and the other guy, 
What's the rule? Rav Shesha says, no, there's no point in exchanging the money. It's like, it's like we're exchanging checks for nothing, right? Uh, why should I give you a $100 check and you give me a $100 check? Forget about it. We'll conjure it and call it quits, right? So why did the Chum say they each collect? According to Rav Shesha's, Tagmar of Nachman of Shesha's, Rav Nachman himself, who argued Rav Shesha's explains, I'll tell you how Rav Shesha's is explaining the case. They're not equal IOUs. One guy's IOU was a 10-year deal. I'll give you $100 for 10 years. The other guy was only for five years. Now we understand. So was, hey, dummy, which one was first? If Reuben lent Shimon $100 for 10 years, and then Shimon lent, lent $100 back to uh, Reuben for five years, right? For five years, meaning, meaning, in, in other words, the second guy came to him, let's say, after a year and borrowed for five years. Okay, so what, what would Admon say over there? What do we say our mission says? Admon says that Shimon could say to Ruben, what do you mean I owe you money? If I owe you money, why did you borrow money from me? Why don't you just take your money back? Ah, but now we're talking where they're not equal. What, the first guy landed for 10 years. The second guy came later and he borrowed for five years, right? So let's understand what's the case. The first guy, Ruben lent Shimon $100 for 10 years. And then a year later, Shimon lent Ruben for five years would what Admon say in this case, had I been high to you, Kate said I told many. And I remember we said Shimon says to Ruben, if I was if I owed you money, why did you borrow money from me? That doesn't make sense in this case. In other words, Shimon didn't owe him the money. Shimon had a 10-year deal, right? So when Ruben came to him after he says, Listen, you know, I lent you a lot of money. Can you lend me back the hundred dollars now? How could Shimon say to him? Uh, how could Shimon say to him when the, the document is a year later for five years, how could Shimon say now when the guy's coming to collect, oh, what do you mean? Uh, how could you demand money from me? The 10-year loan, the original loan, had I owed you the money, how did you borrow from me money a year later? You know, if I owed you the money, the answer is very simple because I didn't owe you the money for 10 years. How could I, How could he make an example? How could Adlon say, oh, the, the second guy could say, how could I be high of you for that first loan, right? The guy who, had, who gave the second loan, how could I be high of you? If, if I would have owed you money, uh, you should have just collected that. Why did you borrow money from me? But he can't say that now because he, the money that he owed him wasn't due for another few years. Ella might be the other way around. So Adman couldn't have said his argument there in our Mishnah. What happened was that the first one, Reuben lent Shimon money for five years and Shane Eliezer and the Shimon lent money to Rubain for 10 years later on. He lent him for 10 years. Again, well, wait a minute. If the time had come already, in other words, if when, when uh, Shimon uh, lent him the money, the five years had come up already, why did the Rabbanan say over here, Admon has a good argument. Admon has a good argument. If the money I owed you was due, when you, when you came to borrow money from me, why did you borrow money from me? Why didn't you just take your money? Why didn't you just claim your money? Huh? No, no, no. He had five years the other way around. The first one was five years, and then the second one was 10 years. So that's the quote, right? The second was 10 years. When the Malva came to, when, again, when Ruvain, who originally lent money for five years to Shimon, and now, now Ruvain himself ran out of money. So he comes to Shimon and borrows money. If the five years was due already, why would he borrow money from Shimon? Just pay me back my money. So it doesn't make sense to say, so Admon has a good argument. My time at Rabban, why did Rabban say that you know, each guy collects? 
the second guy has a good argument. Of course, I paid you back because otherwise, why would you? Uh, I paid you back already. Otherwise, why would you borrow money from me? If the time hasn't come yet, again, if the five years hasn't come up yet, so what does Adman say? Had I owed you the money, I would have paid you back. What do you mean? The five years hasn't happened yet. The first deal was five years. The second year was, was 10 years. But when did the second 10 years start? When did it start? If, if, uh, if, if, it, if, it, if, he, if Ruben borrowed, if they came to him after two or three years and said, I need to borrow $100, and that's when, how could Shimon argue now and say, I can't owe you the first money because otherwise you would have just collected that when it was due, but it wasn't due yet. It wasn't five years. Five years wasn't up. My time in Admo. Why would Admo say it's low tricha? He came that the uh, the Reuben came to Shimon after he had lent the money for five years. He came to Shimon on the last day, the last day of the loan. In other words, the, the, the next morning the money was due. The five years was up on that day. Mar Saber, Mar Saber, the Chum say, yeah, he could have borrowed, he might have borrowed the money for one day. He only need it for one day. Wait till tomorrow and you'll collect the money from Shimon. Why is Ruben going to borrow money from Shimon last night? I needed the money today. There was a deal. There was a stock. I could have bought a stock. I could have bet on the horses, whatever. I needed the money. I'll be finished. Yes, sometimes you borrow money for a day. Therefore, it's a valid argument. Each guy has to collect. Admon's argument that had, had I owed you the money, you, you should have collected already. No, the money wasn't due yet. Well, Adman says the guy's not going to borrow money for one day, and therefore it's a good argument when he said, "Had I owed you the money, you should have waited the day and collected the money there." That's the, that's how he's going to learn the mission. Ram Racham learns a different mission, a, a simple answer to give an answer of Sheshis. Where one of them was Yisomim. In other words, the father had died. Right? There were there were two IOUs, Ruben and Shim. Let's say Ruben died. Now Ruben's kids were coming to collect the money. Right? Ram Racham they can collect, but you can't collect from them. If they don't have karka, you can't collect their metalkin. So that's what happened over here. You couldn't collect. You can't collect from them. So therefore, that's why one guy can't collect. Because he can't say, oh, why didn't you collect from the answers you couldn't collect? He couldn't collect because they were, they were he couldn't collect from Yisomim. But it says each one collects. The answer is no. It doesn't mean literally each collect. It means one's worthy of collecting, but he couldn't collect because couldn't collect from the Yisomim. You can't go after the metal from Yisomim. You can't collect from him. He doesn't have any karko. That doesn't make sense, this answer you get, because it says they, they each collect. Not one could have collected, but he, you can't collect from him because he's a Yisomim. Learn the other way around. Let the Yisomim collect the karko. From the, the other way, you write each one collect karka, the ladder of and then let the other guys collect from the Yisomim. In other words, you can't collect metavlin from Yisomim, but you can collect karka. So let the Yisomim collect first, because they can collect, right? So let your karka. And once they have the karka, the other guy can go again, collect his IU back. Yisomim collect karka because their, fa- they, their father uh, inherited to them. An IOU, and they collected the karka. And now the balchov, their creditor, can go back and collect from them. So therefore, that's a problem. So how could you say that you know one what they don't really each collect ones you some ones not you can still work it out this way. So that's a kasha. This list answer is not so good. Look at the islu the asmisiburus. Well, maybe it's this. Maybe they do have land, but they have the worst kind of land. Islu the day idis or bainus or versus the other guy has bainus. In other words, one guy has ziburus and one guy has bainus. Does the Asma go, but it's the Yisom will collect the Bainus. Now, only if to pay the worst, 
even if you say that you assess them, you assess them by objectively, and therefore uh, they have uh, they have ziburis and real ziburis and and bainerness. In other words, if they collect bainerness, it's real bainerness, and you can collect bainerness them. from there's a special rule. Even if you say that you go objectively in determining whether it's uh, the, whether the kind of land is A, B, or C, but when it comes to Yisomim, you can only collect ziburis from them. So, so why don't you give that answer? And then they could collect. So this isn't going to work. It says, That's only if you didn't grab from them, if you didn't seize it. But if you seize it from them, in other words, the rule is you can only collect Yisomim ziburis. But if somebody seized uh, uh, a bainus from them, then it could, then it could, uh, they they could seize it. So this is not a good answer either. So the second answer, Omar Chom, about the Yisomim doesn't work as well as the first answer, even though the first answer is also a little bit of a dochah coin from Sheshis. You got to say it's speaking about where the first guy lent to Reuben, lent money to Shimon for five years. And then the second one where Shimon lent money to Reuben is on the last day of the five years, right? Right before the money was due in the following day. There's a little bit of a dochah. In any case, we have this uh, this machlokas here between Adman and the Chachamim, but everybody agrees, even in the Mishnah, I mean, the Gemara said that Rav Nachman and of Sheshis both say that if each of them have the same thing, like let's say you're talking cash, you know, we're, we're talking cash and you're going to pay one another, if I owe you 100 and you owe me 100, we could just contra it and cancel it, etc. Okay. Now we're finished with Admon and uh, with Hanan Admon. And this is like the uh, last part of the, there's two more Mishnais, but related to uh, to uh, marriage. There's three parts of Eretz Israel for considered for marriage. What do you mean? Yudei, Beryard, and Galil. Interesting. We think of Yehuda and the Galil, Yehuda and Shamron today, and the Galil, and the, you know, all of Eretz Yisrael. Here he says, Eberiyad, and Rashi says, Eberiyad, and Shalosh Arches, Hain, Be'eretz Yisrael. There's a Shiloh about that. Is, is Eberiyad, the part where the Golan is, or over the Jordan, you know, on the, on the, on the eastern side, northeast of the Jordan, is that Eretz Yisrael, or is it just where the two and a half tribes were allowed to live? There's a Shalom Shalom. Here, Rashi says very clearly, Shalosh Arches, Hain, Be'eretz Yisrael. Eretz Israel has all these three lands. Now, what do we mean by that? Normally, you can't, let's say, let's say the husband wants to live in a different area than the wife, right? From one land into another. Now, let's say they're in Iver Yarden. He wants to move to Galil, right? You can't make them, you can't force her to move it, or she can't force him to move from one city to another city in two different lands of the three lands. Or from a, a an ear is like a town. The Makarach is a large city. Avabaosa Aretz, but in the same land, meaning of the three lands, either Yehuda, Bihar, or Galil, you could force Motima Yerlimakarach. You could force. Let's say he wants to move in the Galil from one city to another. He can force her to move, and she could force him to move if necessary. So Emotim that Mizulazula. So another if if a husband wants to move uh, and uh, he wants to take her, let's say Shalavashi says. But if he wants to force her to move to another city within the same land, he could do that. From a town to a town and from a city, large city to a large city. You can't force her to move even in the same land, right, from a town to a big city. Big city, some people don't like the big, big city life, right? Or from a big city to a town. You lose living in a city. You don't have to be careful from town, right? 
you can move from a nice area, right? From a pleasant area, from a worse area, let's say from an unpleasant area in Ayafa to a pleasant area. You could for you could that you could you could force her to do. If you're living in a nice area, you can't force him to move to a bad area. You can't even move force her to move from a bad area to a good area, from let's say unpleasant to pleasant. Because even the good area. Bode tests the body. We'll see what that means. As you move to a nice area, they got nice restaurants and things like that. Sometimes the body can't handle that. We'll talk about that. So, Vishal Mikrachli here, I understand why you shouldn't force somebody to move from a big city to a town. Because in town, you can get everything. People used to living in a big city, everything is available. In a town, you don't have everything. Why can't you force her to go from a city, from a town, let's say, into a city? All we talked about, what you're allowed to do is in the same land and the same within the same country, right? There's like three different, I guess, states, let's say, we'll call them states in Eretz Israel. So you can't force them to move from one state to another state. But within the same state, you can go from a city to a city or from a town to a town, but not the other way around. Now, why not? From a town, from a big city to a town, I understand, because in a big city, everything's available. In a small town, it's not, right? I from, from a town to a big city, what's the problem? Why can't you go to a big city? In a big city, everything's available. They got nightlife. They got all kinds of stuff. My time. How do you know that living in a big town could be, big city can be tough? It says, the people blessed all the people who volunteered to live in Yerushalayim. Yerushalayim, very tzafuk. In a big city, people live on top of one another. Anybody who came like from a place where they had farms and a lot of air, you know, people live on a kibbutz. They don't want to live in the town because here they got plenty of air and space and running around and, and the, the air is good. And, you know, there's more room in town. Things are more tough. Up. So it's not necessarily so people used to town life or, or farm life. They wouldn't live necessarily live in a big city and a big city. Maybe they don't want to move to a town because nothing's available there. Shemuel says, says, what? What did he say? He can't even move from a bad area to a good area. Because a good area tests you. My body, change in diet is the beginning of gastrointestinal problems, right? Because, you know, you have, oh, you know, in town, in, in, the, in town, and when we were on the farm, we only had basic food. Now, oh, look, you got all these restaurants, and you start getting sick, start going to these weddings. Because of the Sefer Ben Sira, it says in the Sefer Ben Sira, the first few, the first four words here are also in Mishlei, as he quotes there, call you may anirang. All the days of poor people are tough, are bad days. What do you mean all the days? Not all their days are poor. You know, Shabbos and Yantif, they get from the Tamkhoi, they get from the soup kitchen or something. You know, they have, sometimes they have good food. No. Like Shmuel just said, we just quoted him above. We said it before that what? Like Shmuel just said that, uh, that you know, changing diet and people each, do, do I have to, uh, do I have to explain this to anybody? You ever eat Shabbos food, you know what you feel like on Sunday morning, right? So <laughs> there you go. A change in diet is the beginning of gastro problems. Bensira, now Bensira adds more. See, it says, Kasa Bensira, that really part, those first four words are really in Mishlei. But the last the last, and the next words are really in the Sefer Bensira, which is not in the canon, the 24 uh, holy books. Bensira was like a separate book that came, uh, was later. Bensira says, uh, he gives a lot of advice, Aflelos. Even not only not only are called Yemei Aniram, not only are the days bad for an Ani when he's no food to eat, 
Even the nights are bad. Why? Bishval Gavangako, his roof is at the lowest part. In other words, he's at the lowest part of the of the city or of the mountain. His got his his roof is at the bottom, meaning everybody else's roof leaks onto his, right? Umarum Haram Karmo. And on the his his vineyard is on the mountain, uh, on the mountain, right? Mimat The other roofs leak onto his. Umiafar Karmo And his um, his 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 vineyard is at the top of the mountain, meaning all the soil from his vineyard leaks down the mountain, and he loses his soil. In other words, he gets everybody else's garbage water on his roof and leaks onto his house. And his vineyard is not in a good spot. It's on a mountaintop, so everything's the soil goes down. So his 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 days are no good and his nights are not good. Hapamal Neretz Israel. Everybody, husbands and wives, can force one another to move up to Eretz Israel. My great great grandparents made Aliyah in 1900 from Poland, and she left. They left their seven married children in Poland. And my great great grandfather wanted to make Aliyah. Thank God he did. We have Kevaravos in Svas. Everybody else is gone in Poland. We don't have anything. No, no, no Zecher. Everything is destroyed. Treblinka and all that stuff, right? So um, he wanted to come up to Eretz Yisrael. She didn't want to go. She didn't want to leave her children. Her brother was the Rebbe, was the Radomska Rebbe, my brother Rebbe. So she took her, so he took her to a Dintower to her own brother, effectively. I mean, I don't want to talk about recusing himself, whatever, but Ravi asked an official Shaila, but he said, husband goes one wants to go to Israel, you have to go to Eretz Israel. Now we're gonna we're, we're gonna ignore the toasts over here, the famous toast was here. Um that um uh, that uh, the third toast here is the famous toast of uh, Rabbeinu Chaim, who says that you know when things when the roads are dangerous, we can't go to Eretz Israel today, so the rules don't apply, right? But this in our time, Tosis wouldn't be saying this, right? Eli Bismanase says. You know, because it's a sakana and you can't go there. It's Israel that is dangerous. Now it's not such a sakana unless you consider the elal food, you know, dangerous to your life. You know, it's not such a sakana to come there. It's Israel today. So everybody can force one. So here, my great great grandfather forced his wife to come on aliyah, and they and they lived here and they died here. I call mal neretz but no, but you can't. Anybody can force, but you can't leave. Let's say one party wants to leave. One of the spouses wants to leave Israel and move to America, Chicago, or someplace. So you can't force him. Now, what do you mean you can't force him? That means that uh, if it's if if the wife wants to move back to Chicago and the husband doesn't want, he can divorce without giving her exiva. And if she and if she wants if she wants to stay in Israel and he wants to leave, then she can force him to give her exiva. The best will force him to give to give her a get an exiva. So you can force people to move there. So you can't force them to move out. In, in Eretz Yisrael itself, if they want to move through Shalayim, you can force them through Shalayim because that's a higher condition. You can't force them out. Whether it's men or a woman. Not like we normally think the husband can force the wife. No, the it's wife not can force the for the Mishnah before that says big cities versus small cities. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. Oh, but, uh, when you're talking about Yerushalayim verse, are you talking about the Yerushalayim yeah. aspect? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, not, not, I guess Yerushalayim could be an exception to that. That's a good Probably point. Yerushalayim could be an exception to that because Yerushalayim has a higher kanusha. We're talking yeah. about in yeah. general, the, the cities that we're talking about, cities and, and towns, probably was not, not including Yerushalayim. So it shouldn't mm-hmm. be a secret, right? Good point. So let's say he married somebody here to Israel. Now, and the Girsha bears any divorce in Eretz Yisrael. So obviously, Nelson Moses, obviously, you have to give her um, Israeli food, Israeli money, 
what money do you use? What, what denomination? Like for example, let's say the Ksuba says 200 today, right? Is it 200 shekels or $200? The dollar's worth more than the shekel, usually for a while, a little bit longer won't be, but right now the dollar's still worth more than the shekel. So do you have to, so if, if everything took place in Israel, obviously you give them from the land of Israel, shekels. Let's say he married a woman in Eretz Yisrael, and he divorced her and could put it was in Asia Minor somewhere, some other place outside of Israel. And they had, their money was worth more. Rashi says they had larger coins. The same, the same number of coins would give you a lot more value because the coins were bigger and worth more money. So what do you do? It's not some Eretz Yisrael. You still can give Eretz Yisrael money. Now, you might say, because the commitment was made in Eretz Yisrael, but the Gemara then says, no, the mission says, no, the other way around. Let's say he married in Kaputkia, where the, the coins were bigger, but he didn't say, still no, some Eretz Yisrael, from, from Eretz Yisrael money. Right, even though he married her in Kaputkia, that's where the Ksuba was. And give it to Rabbi Shimon says no. Rabbi Shimon says no. No, it's Kaputkia. You go where the Shibud was made. If they if they got married in Kaputkia, where they had larger coins, you got to give her those coins. We'll see what the Machlokas is in the Gemara. Now she's with Kaputkia. Let's say he married her and divorced her in Kaputkia. Then obviously everybody agrees also must Kaputkia there because everything was done in that land. So the mission is Hakomalan. Everybody can force you, uh, somebody else to move up there to Israel. What is that called? What does it include? Let's see you had an evidivri. An evid kanani goes without saying. An evid kanani is like your animals, I and mean, they belong to you, right? But let's say an evidivri who's only meshubed. He, he's like uh, an indentured, indentured, uh, uh, you know, servant who's got to work for you for X number of years. He can also you can force him to go up to Israel too. Uh, so now there is there's uh, some some uh, some uh, authors had in the mission itself it says avodim. That you could hakomal include the abadim. So the man the tani abadim. If you learn abadim by favorish in the Mishnah, so what does hakol come to include? Lasuye, my lasuye, benevei yofel, benevei ara. Oh, so here it says here, it, 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 Rumi. This is the answer to your point that that you can go up there to show even from a night you lived in a nice uh, city in Rome or Paris or someplace or New York, a nice area. You could even move into a bad area in Eretz we see the same thing. We'll see that answer in the British line in a minute. You can't force him out. Let's say an, a, a slave ran away to Eretz, to, to Eretz Israel, right? You can't force him out. Even, even that, you can't force anybody, not only a husband or wife, you can't even force an Evan out. That means that we tell him, listen, let's sell him here in Israel, and then you go home. If you want to go back to Chutzlaritz, and your Evid ran away. So, okay, you could stay in Chutzlaritz or, or stay there, but your Evid ran to Eretz Israel, you can't force him out. You have to sell him, and that's it. Why? Because we want more people living in Israel. Right? And when you sell them, presume we're talking about even an Evid Kanani, right? Because you can't sell an Evid every. So, so we're talking about even a Kanani. That's also Yeshiva's Eretz Israel. He's a half a Jew. Here you go. Even from a nicer area to a worse area, even though we said before you can't do that in the three, even within the three lands, but in Shalim you can. Even for worse area. You can't take them out from Shalim, even from a bad area to a nicer area outside of Shalim. You can't do it. It's obvious, really, right? If you can force somebody yeah. up from Shalim from a nice area to a bad area, certainly you can't force them out from a bad area to a nice area. But that's mentioned because we had a Motsian. From Eretz Yisrael, so we said also in Masian from Yerushalayim. Tanurabana, who am I last? Let's say he says I'm going to go up to Israel, and she says I don't want to go, like happened with my great grand great great grandparents. Kofun Asalosis, you force her to go up. The Imlav, if not Tzibok Ksuba, he can force her out where he has a fair Ksuba because he wants to do the mitzvah of Yishev Eretz Yisrael, and she doesn't want to. 
so he can divorce without a ksuba. He omers lots of shots. She wants to go up. Who omers shalots? He says, I don't want to. Kofano shalots. We force him to be malav. And if he doesn't want to, Yotzin, he has to force her and give her the ksuba. She wants to make aliyah. And he doesn't want to. He can, she can force him either give me a divorce and pay me. He omers lots says she wants to leave it. So who omers shalots? And says, I don't want to go out. Again, kofano shalots. He forces her not to be malav. Takes the ksuba because he he can't. She can't force him to go back to Chicago. Who omers lots says he says. I want to go back to Chicago, but he omers shalot, and she doesn't want to. Kofano, so we force him shalot, we force him to stay in love, and if he if he wants to go, Yosef, he has to force her and give her, he, can, he has to give her a get, and, and he can't force her out of the country, he has to give her a get and pay the ksuba. Nasa Isha. So now he says, let's understand something, we seem to have a, a steer, Hagu Fakasha. Tony, we said, Nasa Isha, but if you married someone there, it's a because and you any divorce with Wicked, Nasa, the message to give her marriage to money. Why? Presumably, why? Because you go, that was the deal was made. The sheep, but the obligation was when they got married, the ksuba in Eretz Yisrael. Amabas shibura, Aslan. You go according to the original obligation. Where was the lien? When we got married, we got married in Eretz Yisrael, even though we got divorced in Kaputya, but the original obligation was Eretz Yisrael. You give her the money of Eretz Yisrael, the cheaper money. So you go according to the shibura, according to the original obligation. Aim a safe, the safest is not easy. If you got married in Kaputya, figure you're married in divorce Eretz Yisrael. Also, the Tanakhama said, no, someone must give him Eretz Yisrael. You seem to go the coolly each way. Alma, Basu Gavinos, and you go according to where the collection was, where it's cheaper in Israel, where the money is worth less. Alma Rabba, Mikulik Suba Kanaka. This is one of the coolest of Suba. Why? Why Suba is Rabbanan? Like we hold the Maisek, Suba is Rabbanan. And the rabbis made that cooler that Eretz Israel has greater Kedusha. So the, the husband can get away with paying her with Eretz Israel money, whether he married her in Eretz Israel or whether he married her in Kaputka and got divorced her. So as long as one of them was in Israel, you can give her Israeli money. Shemuel says, no, Nasun Maskabutya, you have to give her Maskabutya. If they got married in Kaputya, he has to give it. Why? He also gives the rice, it's Minatora, meaning the obligation was is Minatora. So if he had an obligation to give her the larger denomination of Kaputya money, because uh, that's where they got married, you go with that. What about a regular guy? Ruvain says to Shimon, you owe me money. Kosovo, Bavl, it says it was in Bavl, you must get a payment with Babylonian money, because that was written in the Shtar, in the IOU. Right, if it says Eretz Yisrael, maybe they use Israeli money. Kosovo Stam, it didn't say the it didn't say bubble or Eretz Yisrael. Just as an IOU, it didn't say it didn't it wasn't it didn't have the place right. It didn't have the date line in there. So Kosovo Stam, If it was right, if you collected it in bubble, you collect it. You use must use Babylonian money. If it came for collection in Israel, maybe must Israel. Kosovo Kesef Stam. Let's say just said I'm paying you with uh, silver money. Kosovo Kesavstam didn't say what kind of money. Mashiyurza Lova Magbeu. He can give him what the Lova, whatever the Lova wants him. He can pay him. He can pay him with all kinds. It didn't say Rashi says if it's a seller or a dinner or a punyan, all kinds of uh, silver money. Masha Enkem Biksuba, as opposed to Ksuba. Now, what do we mean, Masha Enkem Biksuba? How is an IOU different than Ksuba? In which is what's the case going on? Amarav Mashash Aresha on the first part. On the first part that we said that what that uh, if it, yeah, if you have an IOU if it says Babel you collect it with Mavni Babel if it says Eretz Yisrael you collect Eretz Yisrael well here he says Mashiach Ein King Ksuba by Ksuba we don't go by what's written in there La Pukim Moshem Yoliel Dam Ksuba Raisa Moshem Yoliel says if it was written in there that was what the original deal was where the obligation was made he got married in Kaputka got married in Israel you go with that no when it comes to Ksuba we're saying not that an IOU works that way. But when it comes to a marriage, we say no. Even if it says there, Bavel, but he divorced her, let's say, in Eretz Israel, you can use the Eretz Israel money. You can always use the cheaper money 
uh, even if it's Eretz Yisrael, whether the obligation was made there or the collection was made there. Kosovo Kesef Stam, Mashi Yitzlov, you can pay him any money. Mashi Yitzlov, you can collect, pay any kind of money. Because he didn't say with coin. He didn't say, uh, he didn't say silver dinars or silver sellers. He didn't say, uh, he, can, he can pay him with any coins that he wants. Amen, Asra. Maybe it's uh, not even coins. Maybe it's just, you know, paying with uh, chips of silver, of, of silver, just silver metal. On the list of Sibig it says coin, it says Bampea, it says some kind of coin. It didn't say which coin. Maybe it means small amounts of money. Now, Preeti usually rashes is where the Choshis is copper money, or it could be, you know, silver money with a value of Preeti. I'm a proper Preeti, the Kaspal People don't make uh, uh, what they call Prutos out of silver. They made them out of the Choshis. And therefore, since it says Kesef, Kesef means presumably silver. Way Rashi is mashim. It's not so much like that's the answer because Rashi says the toma the toma sheet the choshes o kesef shava mea prutos prutos. But they, people don't talk about prutos because prutos are only usually nechoshes. And since you use washing of kesef, it means some sort some sort of silver coins. Tanor bana la olam yadon eretz yisrael yisrael within eretz yisrael. Afilu biyir shirova become even a city which is mostly goyim. Valyida bechutzas don't live in chutzlar. Afilu biyir shirova even if it's mostly a Jewish town. So living in New York or living in South Florida. Even if there's mostly Jews there, you shouldn't live there. If you live in Eretz Yisrael, it's as if you have a God. If you live in Chutzah, it's as if you don't have a God. I'm going to give you Eretz Kanaan. I'm giving you Eretz Yisrael so that then I will be a God for you. Meaning in Eretz Yisrael, I'm a God for you. If you're outside of Eretz Yisrael, it's as if I'm not your God. Is it really true that if you don't live in Eretz Yisrael, you don't have a God? If you live in Eretz I'm going to be your God. If I don't live in Eretz if you don't live in Eretz I'm not going to be God. If you live in Chutzlar, you don't have a God. Of course, you can be Jewish and you could do most of the mitzvahs, right? But if you live in Chutzlar, it's as if you're over This is by David. Uh, David said when he had to leave Eretz Yisrael and he had to go to the Melch Moab Elachish, says, Kigershuni, Kigershuni Ayom. They chased me out today. They chased me out of um, uh, uh, from cleaving to the uh, the inheritance of God. Go serve another God. Did somebody tell David to go worship another God? The teacher, if you live in just like Rav Zera, Rav Zera was avoiding his Rebbe, Rav Yehuda, the boy of Messiah Yisrael. Rav Zera eventually did come up to Eretz Yisrael. Remember, he prayed that he should forget all the all his uh, Torah schutzlars, and he, um, uh, he he tried to avoid Rav Yehuda because Rav Yehuda was was trying to discourage him from going to Eretz Yisrael. That's the problem. Because that's the rabbis themselves wanted to discourage you from making Aliyah. Rav Zera wanted to make Aliyah, and um, uh, he wanted to go. He wanted to make go up to Eretz Yisrael. And his Rebbe, Rabbi Yudah, didn't want him to go. Dom Rabbi Yudah, Rabbi Yudah said, Kola Ola mi Babel Eretz Yisrael over Baseh. Whoever goes up from Babel to Eretz Yisrael is over Naseh. And Amr Babel Yivot says, you'll go to Babel, but show me you, I don't fuck you. You're going to stay there, I don't mean until I'm going to remember you, Numa Hashem. So Rabbi Yudah quoted that post to say, it's supposed to say in Babel, don't make Aliyah. Rabbi Zeri wanted to make Aliyah. We'll see this discussion. We'll continue this discussion tomorrow, Mitz Hashem. And when we uh, learn at the usual time, even though it's Rosh Chodesh, so we're going to have to rush wow. through it up, right? Rush it up. Rosh Chodesh, thanks to that. Have a good day, everybody. Call to. Thank Kodesh. you very much. Call to.